Welcome into Texans All Access on a Tuesday. Mark Vanmere, DP Sidhu, along with Drew Doherty, joining you once again. And it's week, what week is it? 15? Yes, Kansas it's week City 15. week. I mean, I'm just losing track. Yeah. I, 17 I games, 17, 17 games, games screws it all. It does, because it's like 15, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, 15. Good. Right. And then Jerry Jones, the other, I think it was like last week, said he really wants to move to an 18-game schedule. And I thought, Ooh. well, that seems like an eternity now. I love more football, definitely. But that's a lot on these players. Well, one less preseason game. Please. So it's technically the Nobody's same playing Throw anyway. in an extra bye week. Listen, oh, I, it, it, I think you need an extra bye well, week. Well, now, all right, so. And let's Super go to Bowl. February, because February, as I've said, <laughs> February <laughs> is the worst month in the sports calendar. Is and it? if you could drag the NFL further into it, you yeah. wipe out how bad February is. But I then, wonder, the, the Super Bowl has got to be on, like, a long weekend. That has to happen. Well, they're already President's, missing. They're missing that President's Day President's weekend. President's Day weekend. It has to be that. But this would do it, right? No, you can, not make, with it two buys, you can make it happen. Unless no, you start a week. If earlier. you need two buys, you're going to have to go two weeks into it. So you're really playing the Super Bowl in March almost. <laughs> and that's fine. Why not? Nothing just, wrong with that. Uh, why not just have two buys and have the Super Bowl on MLK weekend? See, that's the thing. Drew. Or not MLK uh, Presidents. They weekend. used to do the double buys, right? They did it one or two years a long time ago. I think in the '90s and. It enabled the national games or the national network packages to have those extra games, right? Because you had double buys. So you didn't need the 17 game schedule theoretically, but they want 17 games for the home dates. And we all know that the home markets get great TV ratings with their teams playing in them. So that's a big part of it. 18 games, double buys. Can you play on Labor Day or no? Sure they don't, you can. They don't like playing they on Labor like Day. They don't like Labor Day weekend. Because they feel like the ratings College are bad. Football. But guess what? People will watch. I don't care if you're, if you're traveling. We're vacationing in wherever you are. You're still going to watch NFL football. You're going to watch your team play. And you'll still fill the building because plenty of people will be in town to do it. But they don't like doing that for some reason. Wait, so we just argued about what week What week is it? It's week 15, and now we're all arguing for next yeah. week of football? Because that's how this show operates on a Tuesday night. <laughs> it's stream of consciousness radio. Tangent time. And it's yeah. perfect because... At some point tonight, we're going to talk about Mike Leach. Of course. The all-time king of tangents. Oh, is he really? I guess he would be. Uh, he, he absolutely. Yeah. 1,000% yeah. well, Listen, it's, it's Tuesday. It's week 15, we decided. We decided it's week 15. I think we have to start with Mike Leach, who passed away today. Absolutely. And it was yeah. terrible to hear the whole football world is, and beyond that, obviously, and his family is the most important one in all this, but uh, the most important entity. But it's such a, a serious passing and it just it's felt by so many because you feel like you know the guy but we have somebody here who knows the guy because drew doherty hosted the mike leach show once upon a time in lubbock consistently you were on that texas tech beat yeah it was and it was a fun time to be there too it was 2005 through 2008 seasons i was i left in 09 before the 09 season started but you know that 08 season they were undefeated till just up until Thanksgiving and they had beaten number one Texas and it's you know it was a, one of the greatest weekends for that football program when they did that but it was it was really surreal looking back I mean you'd be with him on a Monday press conference you'd go to a few practices during the week and then because of that show I'd go on Wednesdays and we'd ask him these pre-sent in fan questions via email and he'd come over after practice, and we'd hand him this list of about <laughs> 10 questions, and he'd, he'd take a pen, pen out of his, like, coonskin cap of hair because he always, by that point in the season, his hair was just growing. Mm -hmm. It was almost like an afro. And he'd say, eh, it's a good question. That's a dumb I answer that's stupid. No, nah, I'm not going to do 
Okay, I'll do this one. All right, let's go. And he'd, he'd whittle it down to three questions mm-hmm. that you just ask away. And then you'd see him at the game. And then after the game, you had to, whether you whether they won or lost, you had to get 10 minutes of content from him, which sometimes Ooh. was easy. You only have to ask two questions. Sometimes he was in a bad mood like you you know, like coaches can get in after a game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you had to do some pulling, but uh there was less pulling than than there was given and it's just sad. I'm sad for his wife Sharon and they they've got four kids and I think they've got a grandkid or two, but uh what a life he led! He led a. It was a life well lived for Mike Leach. If you think about him, he maxed things out. Didn't play past high school. Went to BYU. Studied at the feet of Lavelle Edwards, and then mm-hmm. got his law degree at Pepperdine. And he coached in places like Finland, Valdosta State, Iowa Wesleyan. He bounced all over the place. Yeah. He was just fueled by an inquisitiveness that I think that's what made people respect him the most. He would he would drive to Green Bay from Iowa Wesleyan and just kind of show up and say, "Hey, Mike Holmgren, can I pick your brain about some stuff and watch y'all's practice?" And enough people let him do that, and he got to be better and better and better as a coach and more innovative as as the years went by. He did you, did you so know you, he was so irreverent when you started that job? Like, was it already out there that, that Mike Leach's personality? Because I think now the. the the folklore, there's so much of it with Twitter. You hear all these great stories. But did you know that's what he was like when you started Yeah, there? I mean, you knew he was different. I got there kind of – he was already five years in at Texas Tech because 2000 was his first year. So they were they were starting to roll at that point. But you definitely knew about him. Now, he's – you got to remember, 2005, not every college game was on television. I'd say most college games were on TV. But, shoot, I go to 2008 even, and there were some Tech games that – you had to watch it on a sat like when they played Nevada in in Reno in early the season. You had to watch that on a web stream. Now every single game is on TV in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. So because of that, and because he's been in places like Washington State, been in places like Mississippi State, you get these reporters that they they're doing the same thing we were doing back in right. Lubbock. We're just hey, what did you think of, uh, about the trip to El Paso? Are you guys gonna maybe take a trip to Mexico while you before you play UTEP and then? You know, you've got three minutes of gold coming at you from, yeah. from Mike Leach. I mean, it's just stuff like that, and yeah, I mean, it's it's that's what makes it fun because he was he's a Mar- he was a Martian. He was not a normal, you know, normal mm. coach. John was talking about on in the lab. He's saying, you know, there's a there could be a, a factory of cookie cutters for coaches, and you know, there are different coaches and shaped differently. And I said, yeah, if there's a factory of cookie cutters, Leach parachuted in from the kiwi farm you know it's, yeah. it's like totally he's just different. totally different yeah so I, I okay so we have a clip of you interviewing <laughs> yeah. mike leach oh, this off the coaches show is this, this is one off of those? the co- this is one of those emails and sometimes the emails were a little light and so we kind of helped things out and, and we helped him out with this one will in lubbock texas he says i'm a freshman at texas tech and i'm new to lubbock i've got a first date with a girl and i was wondering if you might have some recommendations well uh you want someplace casual to begin with because uh, you don't want something real formal in the beginning. So someplace casual, I recommend uh, Kegel Steakhouse, which is very casual. The other thing that's great about it is uh, is that there's very little salad there at Kegel, so then the, the, the girl will be forced to eat in front of you, which is something that women hate. But if you can make them do it, the earlier the better. The more that they'll, uh, you know, uh, conversate and let their, you know, let their... Uh, uh, show their true self and then um, I'm a big movie guy if you want to do it uh, more like I did when I was your age you could go to the Stars and Stripes drive-in theater because that's what they had in Cody Wyoming but 
uh, otherwise, uh, uh, you know, the, the movie theater is pretty good, but then you want to end it somewhere like uh, uh, some cool coffee shop type of place where there's bizarre looking characters going in and out so that if the conversation isn't going well, you can, uh, uh, you know, you can reference some of the uh, different characters you see coming and going from the place. And then uh, if, it, if it's a huge night and you're really having a, uh, a good time, then, uh, uh, you know, you can uh, trade uh, computer uh, schemes and, uh, and uh, emails and all that uh, mischief that people are up to on that uh, nowadays, which I know nothing about. Great dating advice and life mm -hmm. advice and women eating salads on dates. I feel like he sort of hit all the high points. Yeah, he just that's and that was Leach. He would he would have he would have his spin on things and you didn't have to you didn't have to give it to him. You just kinda said this is what it's gonna be about and then he would run with it. And he had a lot of fun and, and we had a lot of fun with him. It was, that was me and my good friend Kirk Hurd, who pretty much every leech memory I have involves this guy too, because we were there and I mean, I was t I was with DP yesterday when we were talking with Lovey Smith, and mm -hmm. Lovey Smith went to a coach's clinic with Leach in '99 in Las Vegas. Lovey was doing the defense. Leach was the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma. He was handling the offense, and they he said they had a fun time. They get there though, and the guy who was organizing it said, "This was advertised for next week. Wrong so weekend you're on gonna, the invite. You're only gonna, you're not going to have not too many good. people there." So Lovey said that the six coaches who showed up. They got the greatest quarterback clinic of all time from Leach. And I'm sure... Lovey he, and Leach, that's it. That and Lovey didn't say it. Lovey's being modest. I bet they got the greatest defensive of clinic of all time mm -hmm. from Lovey at that point. I mean, and he he smiled about it. And I saw him on the way in this morning. He was he was sad to, to see about the news, too. But, uh, yeah, he, he just... You, you, If you saw Leach, you recognized instantly after listening to him talk for about 20 seconds, eh, this guy's a little different. I was secretly hoping that uh, Tax Act Texas Bowl that he might be here because yes. I was like, I've got to meet him. I mm -hmm. just feel like I've read so much about him. The Athletic did a great story back in 2019. I think he was still with Washington State. Just the inside, inside his meetings, like different players talking about uh -huh. what Mike Leach would talk about in the meeting rooms, and you know, like he would be up at the in the front of the meeting room talking about something, and then. It would be a, the the meeting would be close to being finished, and someone would ask a question, and all the players would groan <laughs> because then Mike Leach would just go on this like forty minute rant about pirates or something. Yep. It was just insane to me that that's just he's not trying to be entertaining. Like when you see a sideline reporter asking him like, "Hey, should I? What do you think about plans for marriage?" He's not trying to be funny or entertaining. Like he just naturally is entertaining. Yeah, and, and like naturally. I, I got to go back to inquisitiveness. He would have loved to have met both of you. Oh, yeah, you're an engineer by trade. What, what do you think about what's going on with bridges and why they've got those arches on? Like, he would have gotten into it with you. Yeah, you're from Massachusetts. Yeah, you didn't you – know, Boston University, the, uh, the bar there at this place is – you know, like, he, yeah. lo he loved Houston. I remember back when I was in Lubbock asking him about what he thought of recruiting the Houston area, and it's, I thought he'd get a, an answer about, oh, they've got the great athletes, da-da-da. Uh, best food of any yeah. city, best restaurants, and they've got restaurants that are open twenty four hours a day, and they're high quality restaurant. Like he would, he loved Houston. He loved coming here, so he would have probably enjoyed coming back home for the uh, not home, but back to Houston for that that bowl game. Well, By we, the way, Lovey Love Smith really liked Drew's Mike Leach impression. <laughs> oh, and good. I, and I was like, well, when I hear Mike Leach talk, I don't hear Mike Leach speaking. I hear Drew Doherty's impression of Mike Always. Leach. Yeah. Always. Always. Dead I was well, around the guy so much. I mean, I just picked yeah. up. And he has, well, like, very yeah. distinct so, uh, speech patterns and, and 
crutches that he leaned on. Left such an impression on the game, mm-hmm. such an influence, and Texas Tech is going to be here. And what yeah. has he meant to Texas Tech? My goodness. So I would imagine during the Tax Act Texas Bowl or right before it, something will be done in memory of Mike Leach. For, for sure, yeah. I mean, they they tweeted out that picture today of yep. him mm-hmm. him with the cowboy hat. And it's a, it's a perfect Mike Leach photo because kind of like – Three and four year olds, there, you know, there's a, a time when three and four year olds can't figure out how to smile or yeah. like it's like a forced thing. And Leach has one of those three and four year old smiles on his face and it's just really with, sure with a cowboy that. hat on top and it's just yeah. perfect. It's it's a, the most Mike Leach of Mike Leach photos. Not awkward at all. No, no, nope, nope, worked out. Well, I wonder what Mike Leach would have thought of the Texans and their two quarterback offense. Ooh. Because yeah. it could be an air raid in its own right, but yet it's still, I don't really know what to make of it, it yet, Mark. It's uh, its all terrain. That's what it is with Driscoll Cat running that ball and occasionally throwing it. And what a throw that was to Amari Rodgers. Yeah. And such a disappointment to lose that game after a thrilling day. But I want to see more of it. You know, I want to see if they could do something else wild. Uh, we have Titus Howard, of course, uh, on the player show, which you just heard. And Titus talking about. Uh, I was encouraging him to play quarterback. You know, the tightest cat, could do something it. Yeah. like that. His yeah. arm is tremendous. Sometimes in camp or before practice, we'd see him, like, just launch one. And I'm like, mm-hmm. where did that come from? Oh, Titus. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Titus is a quarterback. Yeah. Former quarterback. He was and, a quarterback. And I the asked wheels, him, too. you know, I asked him if he could throw on air and, and do a little pre-practice warm-up, how he would do. He said, oh, I'm accurate. I'm accurate. I can do he, that. He really is. So. I mean, he's just so large. I don't know how you would ever bring him like down. like Jared Lorenzen back there, you know, <laughs> let him sling the rock. Except he's a little more... more He's a little bit more uh, muscular than sure. Lorenzen was, yeah. Oh, Lorenzen uh, was an actual quarterback, bit, an actual exactly. NFL, <laughs> or trying to be quarterback. But between him and Mills, I mean, I do like how Driscoll after the game said that it couldn't have been, it could not have been easy for Davis Mills to come into that situation where, yeah, you know, your your back is a starter, and it was such a first of all, what a surprise because I heard you, Mark, on the pregame show with Sean and Seth talking about the Driscoll cat because he was elevated. Yeah, he was going to be active. We did not, I think, did we know at that moment that Kyle Allen, we might have known that Kyle Allen was inactive, but yeah. at that point, nobody After knew. After 10.30, yep. Nobody knew that Jeff Driscoll was going to play that sort of a role in the offense. No. I figured he would come in and do what he did in the first couple of games he right. played this year. You know, occasional handoff, maybe throw the ball, maybe an extra wrinkle, but I had no idea. Half the reps, half the reps. Now, I know it was situational because Mills starts, but they get the ball right back on the fumbled punt. So they're there on a short field. Driscoll cat time, and they score. It was awesome. And it was interesting. In the press box, media relations kind of had to let some folks know, hey, he's not taking over for Mills for right. good. You know, oh, And people didn't know that at that point because they saw a three and out, and they saw him come in, so they thought, well, is this a, oh, a, a, right. a wholesale switch? And they said, no, this has been something that the Texans have worked on. All week. Oh, they did tell. But they them. couldn't say too much because you don't want to give away yeah. competitive advantage. Wait, they were telling this to media members. Media members, yeah, because some were not a about, benching. Some were saying he's been benched, or some were saying oh. he's taken out. You know, making de- declarative, definitives, well, and they were just like, "Hey, uh, actually, just just so so you know, da 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 da." Why didn't they just wait like a series or a play? It's a natural were... reaction. I mean, be, you've you've replaced him once, and he's oh, coming you know in the media. Oh. Yeah. They're going to tweet as soon as it happens, like, oh, my gosh, Driscoll's in the game. Mills is benched. Yeah. Well, you know, on the, on the actual. But it's not, it's not, I like that's, like, too crazy, though. To, you is know? it? No, I like, would give it a minute before I, I'd look to see if the other quarterback is hurt or limping. Hey, or he's... 
we've we've we if you've been around here for about ten years, we've seen <laughs> some benchings and some pullings that it's have been true, but quick hooks. I gotta know? say this. I saw Driscoll come out right after the fumbled punt, and mm-hmm. I knew that Mills wasn't benched. I knew we were gonna see Mills again. I just right. knew it. I just knew we were gonna see Mills again. It was just this is a Driscoll situation. What surprised me was Driscoll stays in for play number two. Okay. Play number three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's in there the whole time. Then all of a sudden it's clear. He's going to play a bunch today. Even after the touchdown, I thought, oh, Mills will, Mills will come back in. But you didn't know how much Driscoll would really play, and he played a ton in the game, and he can throw the ball. It's clear. Now, Nick Casario was talking about all the work he's done on his mechanics in the offseason, trying to improve at the quarterback position. We saw some of the moments in the preseason, right? He had a couple of moments Driscoll? there. Yeah, Driscoll. With the, Who uh, was a tight end last year, by the way. Uh, yeah. yeah, Driscoll. <laughs> Uh, who was a tight end, right? Who was right. a tight end. And, and he worked Nick, on those skills as well We'll have last Nick year. on the show tomorrow. He'll be talking about that, you know, because I brought that up. Former tight end. Just like Titus is a former quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, Driscoll's actually a former tight end for 15 minutes last year, and obviously that didn't stick. But here he is playing quarterback, and we'll see where it goes from here. I think during the TV broadcast halftime show, it was Jimmy Johnson was talking about the quarterbacks, and he also, and this is by halftime, had erroneously assumed that one of the quarterbacks, I want to say he thought Davis Mills was hurt, and that's why Driscoll was in. I thought, but we've seen a whole half of football. Mm-hmm. It's like he just looked at the box score and saw the touchdown being thrown and decided that Mills was. That's know, an ben- interesting one. Bench or unhealthy, I forget. I liked, personally, I liked Jerry Jones's postgame. Uh, somebody asked him about the quarterbacks, and he said, uh, they both look like Brett Favre out there today. So I thought oh. that was pretty high praise. Yeah, thank you, Jerry. Thanks. Very flattering. That's awesome. Which also Brett Favre? Flattering. Which one? Which one? Early in the yeah. career or late in the yeah. career? Or, or Brett Favre now. Vikings? Brett Favre, Brett Favre no. in, the, in the jeans commercials. <laughs> Brett Favre. That Brett Favre. Uh, after the fourth down stop on the you know fourth and goal, Texans trying to punch it in, it got so loud in there, I was almost flattered. Like, oh, you really appreciate I was annoyed, making a big stop against go the Texans ahead. this much. Uh-huh. Uh, because, well, they knew that that was, that was ball game preserved for them. Not necessarily won, but they avoided the loss. Because if the Texans go up two scores at that point, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a victory. Although there's still a chance for the Cowboys because they had all three timeouts at that point. But there was such a roar after that. And yeah. when Zeke scored, another huge roar. I haven't heard a stadium that loud since the Chiefs playoff game 2019 honestly 90 almost 93,000 people there so that's that's a big reason for it but I don't know about you but did you kind of giggle a little bit internally when and our fans have done this from time to time and other other stadiums they've done it too but not as consistently in this game Cowboys are on offense in a pretty critical situation and it gets loud as hell in there and it's (laughs) not Texans fans filling the place up like it was in 14 I mean they Casual to the fans. point where the the sidelines of the players on the field are like doing the arms down, everybody. waving them down, yeah. and then I look over on our sideline, and our guys are trying to like get them pumped up. You know? Yeah, but come it's on, like, people! To the point where the the public address announcer had to say, "Quiet down, Cowboys Nation," or whatever. You know, be oh, quiet. Gosh. Offense yeah. is at work. I was just, and that that didn't just happen once or twice. It happened at least three, four five times at very, very critical junctures in the game. I would say act like you've been there, but a lot of the fans weren't there the last time they won Super Bowls, the last time they were so awesome for so long. I mean, in preparing for this game, it surprised me a little bit. I can't remember all the the stats here, but when you look at Super Bowl appearances, when you look at Super Bowl victories, well, they're tied for second. They're right behind New England. Yeah. I mean, five Super Bowl wins is a lot. I know it's been a long time since they did that, but they won two with Landry, three with Jimmy Johnson and Barry Switzer, 
and there you are. I mean, you're right there at five. It was the first Eight Clinton Super Bowl appearances. It's been a while. Their winning percentage is number one all time of any NFL franchise. Regular season winning percentage. That's pretty impressive stuff. They've had a lot of good winning seasons in this era since the Texans have come around, but the Texans have more playoff victories than the Dallas Cowboys since the Texans have come around. So how about that? I feel like this year, though, they really feel like they've got something special with this team. So yeah. I was I was actually annoyed at hearing how loud it was because I felt like leading up to this game, they were more worried about the rest of their games in December. Yeah. Oh, yes. Winning the NFC East. They should worry about Jacksonville now because Jacksonville's getting hot. Jacksonville was hot against uh, Tennessee. So yeah. I, I felt like they were so worried about that. And then in the end of the, the you know, this in, the, in a game where they should have clearly dominated and they were favored by two scores, the Texans hung around. We, we more than hung around. More we, than hung around until the very end. And then they are erupting in cheers. They, and I thought, you should be alarmed. This was like one of those movies where, you're, you, you know, the guy's got somebody right over the cliff and, you know, trying to push him over or whatever. And then somehow whoever's underneath gets out of it, gets out of the jam. You know, they pull it out of the fire. That's what the Cowboys did. Give them respect for that. And it was... Not the same kind of thing, but it reminded me a little bit of the game in 2014 where you had so many chances, but ultimately they made a couple of plays that were the difference, and that's what happened in this one. Yeah, leading up to this game last week, I mean, every week I do that enemy intel where I just gather quotes from the other side talking about the Texans. And normally you get 7, 8, sometimes 9, 10, 11. There was one, and it was Mike McCarthy, and he was asked about Jalen Petrie and Derek Stingley. He was asked about two defensive backs, and he gave an answer about a guy who runs the football with violence oh, and is man. really impressive, can break tackles. He was ta- he, he gave an answer about Damian Pierce, and that was the only answer he gave. I mean, they, they, were not, they were not impressed. And, hey, you've won one game at that point. It's understandable. But, yeah, and the media that was covering them, certainly this was an afterthought game for the Texans. They would they were, have blasted them if they lost that yeah, game. Yeah, and they were, it's clear. They're, they're worried about not next week, in two weeks, the media talking about this. It was, it was really mm-hmm. fascinating to see this run up. So. Well, well, even after the game, the next day on Monday morning, on, I mean, Michael Irvin's up there. I, w- I was walking into the office, and all the TVs were on, whatever, ESPN or whatever, or NFL Network, and he was talking about, do the Cowboys, did the Cowboys deserve to win? So even in their win, they're getting... You know, there, there's a lot of criticism for how the sure. game went down, and the Texans. But not they only, do. They do deserve. They they did. They they did deserve that they did. criticism. They, and, they deserve to win. And when the Texans were, and we, Mark and I were discussing this this morning, when the Texans were in their most winningest seasons, you know, we we it was the same critici- criticism. Sure. Like if you beat a team that's not as good, but it's a smaller margin. There's, yeah. there's criticism there as well. Nine-game winning streak. We had that almost every, every week. week. I feel like Landry every week. and Lopez just yesterday. They were they were getting back and messing with you again about uh, how they called that 2018 team mediocre, even though they won 11 games. You called right. them mediocre, which come on, guys, we need to. They like, were messing with. Did they mention me by oh, name? Oh yeah, they brought you, yeah they brought Why? up like one of your clips. Like I can't believe there was you know like you're they're going. How, how do you call the 2018? Me- oh, so we're, I'm gonna have the argument again with them. <laughs> yeah. The 2018 team was mediocre. They won 11 That's games. That's what they were saying. Mediocre yeah. is 500. That's mediocre. That's right. basically the definition. The definition of mediocre. If if 11 and five is mediocre, sign me up for mediocre. <laughs> get oh God, me to this. mediocre land. 11 oh. and five, please God. And I was please get at, me to mediocre. I was giggling at what I disagree. Agreed with them. But I still see criticism on Twitter from idiots who say the Texans are mediocre. I'm like, no, we're not. We'd love to be mediocre right now. <laughs> are you crazy? Yeah. No mediocre land over here. Wait, so they were saying even now 
that that team was mediocre, or they were talking about how they had said back in twenty. They were saying basically and because that. Lopez knows literally the meaning of it, and he should know better. Yeah, I think he and likes would... to push your buttons. Yeah, he you know he, and he just did buttons. from afar. Oh my gosh, it was guys. entertaining radio. It was, but <laughs> I, guys, I, I also respectfully disagree. I think yeah, media. If you want to call it something different, that's fine. But it wasn't mediocre. You, eleven wins is eleven you could call wins. It good, is eleven not wins. Great, eleven wins or, is. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, and 11 you could, wins is a, now look, they flamed out in the playoffs. That was terrible. That terrible. Play, yeah. Great regular season. Right. Terrible playoff appearance. Not terrible. mediocre. Bad. It was bad. Bad playoff yes. football. So maybe the really good average with the bad. Maybe no, then it's you can't. Yeah, if, Are they I lumping mean, in playoffs as well? It's a worse than mediocre finish because you lost to the Colts in your building and couldn't do anything, anything. that day. Yeah. That was a mm-hmm. terrible finish, but it was a really good regular season. 11 and 5. Division champion. That was that's like a forgotten. That was a fun season to cover. Oh, I don't. Like, I I think that to was focus on the highlight. The ride. I mean, that was a fun, fun. Beating team the to Jets cover. late in the season was cool. Yeah. Darnold as a rookie playing well and getting a late touchdown to beat them. Look, not every win was pretty. I'm not saying that at all. How about Denver? Now, that, that's what they're looking at. They're looking at well, the quality of victory. Please, just win <laughs> the games, okay? Win the get now. If they had hung on to beat Philadelphia, they get a bye. And then maybe you're talking about a different story, but who knows, because you were terrible at home anyway against the Colts, who you should have been able to handle better. But they lost to the Colts badly here in the regular season and in the postseason. That hurt. But, you know, you're failing at a higher level. And never mind. I don't want to get into the whole mediocre That that 2018 season also had the Cowboys win on Sunday Night Football Mm -hmm. here in overtime. That was awesome. With hop spins. The bus yeah, Ugh. the bus ride to Jet. Yeah, the, the week before yeah. against Indianapolis, that was an overtime win, also. Yeah, which yeah. was a big reason why the offense struggled a lot uh, early on. They were trying to find their legs, and Watson's coming back from the injury. Then he gets the punctured lung, and that doesn't heal in a week. Oh, since you played a game, it's magically all set. Just like uh, who had the rib situation? Oh, Justin Herbert had the rib situation mm. this year. It took him a few weeks to get going because guess what? It takes a few weeks to heal. All I right, think we've just started. unlocked a new level of Mark Vandermeer, and I'm like, nope. I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, Drew just puts in the key. You know what I want to hear? It. You singing. Oh, yes. So so that this actually started on the pregame show with Sean mm-hmm. and Seth. Mm-hmm. They were talking about Jeff Driscoll being active, and uh, they call it the Drizzy Cat. You call it the Driscoll Cat. And you had said that you wanted permission from them to sing a Driscoll Cat song to the tune of Smelly Cat, mm-hmm. if uh, that's what we saw on Sunday. However, they wanted you to sing Drizzy Cat. Yeah. And somehow I got roped into singing this song, yeah. which is not what I, I, I offered to write the lyrics or help write the lyrics. And then you made me sing it. But, you know, let's take a break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, I'm like really dreading this because I've been told to never, ever, ever sing in public. So Driscoll Cat coming up. Plus, we'll take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll go around the NFL. It's all coming up on Texans All Access. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Texans All Access continues. All right, before the break, we teased it, a song. We don't really break out into song much, especially when you've only got one one on the season. you're about to find out why. You're about to find out why. <laughs> this may be the first and the last. Uh, Driscoll Cat, to the tune of Smelly Cat. Let me, let me just explain this for people that don't watch Friends. Drew is actually... One of our friends. I can't does believe not we have friends. to do this. We have to explain have to, to Drew. There was a I show called really Friends. Yeah. Like, once upon a time, there was a show called Friends, which we used to I watch. It wasn't out of like choice. It's, I just never really wait, saw it. Did Vita watch it? 
Oh yeah, she's seen. I think all of them. Yeah, well, probably. Yeah. But, we, they, but we didn't date in the nineties. It's on like it's on every half now. hour. On, I think Still. Nickelodeon or a couple of networks run nothing but Friends all night long. Because well, I guess it's with still my gets abundance of free time away from work, <laughs> I think uh, I'll have to take some up with her. Yes. We'll, we'll watch we'll watch well, some Friends. You only have five kids, so there's <laughs> I that. Mean, you too. can just fall into a Friends. You probably have seen every episode of Paw Patrol, but not Friends. Oh yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. All right, so Phoebe Buffay, who is on Friends, one of the friends. Uh, Lisa Kudrow, she had a guitar. She used to sing this song called Smelly Cat, which was bad, but good. And so Mark had this vision to recreate <laughs> Smelly Cat to the tune of My vision. Driscoll Cat. And oh, here it is. Driscoll Cat, Driscoll Cat, we need you to run the ball. Driscoll Cat, Driscoll Cat, you can pass it too. Our offense needs some revision. We're not gonna win the division. Damian Pierce has an ankle sprain. We just want to win again. Driscoll Cat, Driscoll Cat, we need you to run the ball. Driscoll Cat, Driscoll Cat, you can pass it too. Okay, I just want to apologize again to everybody that's ever so had to hear well me sing. What are you talking about? It sounded good. I'm Please. a female. Phoebe's a female. That's literally the only reason why I was singing that song. But I do think I've heard Mark humming this around. Smelly cat. Like yeah, he's on a daily basis. Yeah. You could totally I could have done do it this. operatic style. You should. Very serious. Throw the ball. I'm it's not going to do it. So funny, but you know what? I I grew up listening to Bob and Tom in Indianapolis. Mark Mark's heard this story. Mm. Um, and, and they used to do songs every Wednesday. This guy named Duke Tomato would come in with a guitar. The sure. Colts had one win, and that's when it started. They would sing Lord Help Our Colts. It was the same sort of bluesy thing that you do. Yeah. And they would recap the game, and I was just so entertained by it. It would rhyme. And, you know, it's just so like. So they wrote a new song every Monday after the or Colts. Wednesday. Would, I guess would, he needed oh, two days to write one, it. Yeah. So he'd come on on Wednesdays, and they'd sing it, and they would recap it. And then at one, I think the next year they did it, they started winning. And then the mm. beat picked up a little bit. So it was, it was pretty good. I liked it. Oh, that's pretty good. Maybe we should do that then. I've been suggesting So you're it. saying that w- the Colts were having a one-win season. Gosh, that sounds so good. So the Colts. Well, when I lived there, they were bad. Bad, bad, yeah. bad. Well, they went to the AFC Championship game with Jim Harbaugh, who's in their ring of honor. And they got close. That was oof. Against Pittsburgh? I remember. I remember Drew, that, too. I remember yeah, that yeah. so well. They I was definitely the... pulling for because, you know, you hated the Steelers growing up because right. if you're an Oilers fan. Oh, that's true. You definitely wanted anybody to face or anybody if, to beat if them. If only there was uh, instant replay back then. We could go back and look at a few plays, but there oh, wasn't. Yeah. And I thought on that Hail Mary pass at the end that the Colts were going to the Super Bowl. Mm. Alas, they were not. Yeah. So, But they, there, were some good, there were some fun times there. They didn't get good until after I left. That's when they got Peyton Manning. And that changed the whole and world. And then that changed. So I just needed to changed leave it. Changed my world, that's for sure. Yeah. So anyway, that was... Uh, I Very think we well should, done. I think we got to see if uh, if we see more Driscoll in Sunday's game. Because maybe we should just, you know, keep it going. Seems Might like well have it. some I mean, fun. Might sounds well have some like fun it seems like we will. Based on everything we've heard, based on the success we saw. I don't I don't think you just scrap it nope. all of a sudden after Titus Cat, we're going to go. Uh, who knows? <laughs> I think do. that if you really want to have a competitive advantage in the NFL, you just got to do something that no one else is doing. So what if, like... A two QB offense becomes a thing. Could you know it become what? a thing? I feel like Andre gotta... was saying to. I think you said it earlier. Davis was so understanding of it, but Andre was saying, if you're Davis Mills, this is tough to take because it's hard to get into a rhythm. 
You know, you want to get as many snaps as you can. But look, they're going to do what they're they're going to do. He's had a lot of chances. Uh, they'll do whatever they think is right to win games. I'd love to see the wild Trey, Traymon Smith. Yeah. Love to see that because we saw it a bit last year. Maybe see it again. I'm not saying they're going to do it, but who knows what they cook up here? Because pull out whatever stops you can in this situation at one eleven and one. It's hard for me to say the record. It's just been tough this year. It's a the lot tie, of ones. <laughs> The tie makes it difficult. And the one makes it difficult. And then that number that keeps bloating in the middle makes it really difficult. Jo- Johnny and I, we were we want things to be symmetrical. So right now it's perfect. It's 111 and 1. Yeah. And Johnny and I decided that the the perfect scenario at this rate would be to finish 212 and 2. 212 and 2. <laughs> then we'd be happy. <laughs> Just for to his make, OCD for and my OCD. love yes. of symmetry. We yeah. were talking about yeah. it on the walk-in from a practice last week. And I think it's a pretty decent question. How the hell... Did the 2013 team only win two games? Right, it's amazing. When I read the when you n- see the talent on that names, team versus this team, a lot of injuries that year because yeah. OD went out, Arian, Cushing. Cushing. I mean, we can go on and on. But about Andre Johnson was still having had a thousand a def- yards, a fantastic year. JJ Hop had 800 yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that, Hopkins was a rookie that year. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't even know game-winning touchdown in overtime against the Titans, Week Two, their last it. victory right. that year. Andre had that three-touchdown first-half performance against the Colts before Kubiak went down at the half off the arm of Case Keenum. I heard somebody talking about that the other day, and I, I don't think they had a firm grasp of what Keenum was to the team that year, mm-hmm. that he had flashes, he had moments, but he wasn't quite ready because that's why Kubiak really wanted to put Shaw back in because Keenum didn't understand the protections as well. I'd love to hear Keenum talk about this, but a year goes by, more studying, more learning, and obviously he becomes a solid starter in the league. Minnesota Miracle he came back here the second year and beat the Ravens and the Jacksonville Jaguars. But even in those games, Bill O'Brien said, we need a wrinkle. We're going to have uh, Arian throw a touchdown pass like yeah. he did against mm-hmm. the Ravens that mm-hmm. year. And when Kubiak had Yates in 2015 coming back. He had Alfred Blue throw a pass, so he always added a wrinkle. Did I say Kubiak or Bill O'Brien? Bill O'Brien. O'Brien. Cecil, right. Sh- Cecil Schwartz threw a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Cecil did it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Cecil threw it. it to Blue. My bad. He Sorry, did it, he did it against, yeah. <laughs> There's always some little wrinkle. We, yeah. we had so many fun little – yeah, that's why – I mean, when, when, the Dallas, when the Dallas game started, the offense just looked different. I just remember seeing the offensive linemen running really wide and then running back mm-hmm. in, and I thought, they're going to be exhausted – they're doing this every play, but <laughs> I was intrigued because when you're one eleven and one, let's just throw everything out on the table. I loved Lovey's decision to go for the touchdown instead of the field goal at the end. There, you know, uh, didn't didn't work out there obviously for the Texans, but I think you got to take chances in games like this. You might as well make it entertaining for the fans. Yeah, and you score there and it's over. You absolutely right. put a nail in the coffin, to, so to speak. So they didn't. That's why they lost, or that's one of the reasons they lost, and it's too bad. But yeah, well, it, it it they shook things up clearly on offense and who knows if this means anything long term but it's been it made it th- it made things fascinating on Sunday I am going to be jumping all over that injury report tomorrow no question about it I want to see who's out sure. who's in as far as practice goes we're not going to know about game situation maybe until the game itself but obviously Friday you get the who's in who's out of it I would imagine there will be some questionables a lot of people banged up. They put their heart and soul into that thing. Mm-hmm. But now you have an easy one with the Kansas City Chiefs, so it's so fine. So easy. <laughs> I mean, they were only leading in every single statistical category. Yards, yards per game, yards per play, first downs per game, oh. third down efficiency, fourth down efficiency. Don't worry, they're second in points per game. Oh. Averaging just under 30 points a game. So Just under 30. And that's without huh? Tyreek Hill. So you're telling me there's a chance There's here. a chance. I so mean, if, yeah. they, if you hold them below their average... 
even a little bit, you got to get to 30. 24 is the season high for the Houston Texans. They got to 23 on Sunday. When they got to 23, I thought, we're going to break that mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. high. Didn't happen. Darn when, it. They got, when they got the pick, it looked like oh, game over. points. Yeah. It looked like checkmate You're at that 30. point. Yeah. Or Chris Moore's near touchdown. I mean, what a game he had. Oh, I still think he was in. I do, too. He, everyone in the stadium, well, I was I was walking onto the field. Mm-hmm. And actually, I was walking into like the bar area that you got to get to the field the to go. Area. And all the... All the, oh, like, yeah. the workers were just, they were like, this game's over. This is awful. Because they all thought he'd scored. And so yeah. you got to walk a little bit. And it's maybe 20 seconds. And I go to open the glass door to get onto the field, which tells you a lot about Dallas. You have to open a glass door to get on a football field. But I open it, <laughs> and they're running a play. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I th- why are they not lining up to kick the extra point? Oh, that's so the bang, precise bang, bang, moment. Bang, yeah. Well, so. you didn't get a good look at it. People wanted Lovey to throw the flag. I get it. He probably should have, maybe, but you, there was no look that was going to overturn. Well, that you play. end up you take a timeout anyway on the next play. So at, at the very worst, yeah, throw you the flag a timeout, to take the timeout. You get yourself situated to run another play. So the uh, the images, though, I haven't seen one that's conclusive. That would say mm. he definitely scored. Isa Prudered it. I do think he was in. I think when the when his calf touches, because the it's calf knee, and you could say Looks the like calf the ball's touches. Over the line when that the, I think the ball's yeah. over the line. I think his arm is is extended enough. It didn't have to go that far. It only has to touch. It only has to just barely cross it. it just has to kiss that plane, and then you're there. And I believe he got there, but can't do anything about it now. He gave a very diplomatic answer, saying I. He basically said, I think I was in. I've got to look at the replays. But mm-hmm. while while he was giving that answer in the locker room postgame, I can't remember which receiver was, you know, outside the scrum. He get, he just goes, he was in. He was in. Oh, okay. Like, as he's giving this yeah, answer, yeah. he said it about three times. Yeah. Somebody so, off mic. Yes. That's nice. Yeah, was, That's nice. All right. Well, let's take a break. We come back a little bit more. Some reasons for optimism when you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, really? Mark. I'm going to keep you optimistic. Thank you. Thank you. Along with my singing, that's all coming up. We've got one final segment of Texans All Access. Don't go anywhere. Final segment of Texans All Access. We're discussing the Kansas City Chiefs here at NRG Stadium on Sunday for Week 15. Mark really wanted to score a season high against the Cowboys last week. I'm here for reasons for optimism, Mark. Okay. The Broncos scored a season high 28 points against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are out to a 27-0 lead over the Broncos. Yeah. Now, did the Broncos win? No, they didn't. But Patrick Mahomes, he also threw three interceptions. Guess which team is really good at takeaways? This one. Yeah, this one. These are uh, reasons for optimism. If had you can a good build on what game. you did last week against the Cowboys, I mean, the the, the Chiefs are not they're, the, they're not like ironclad mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And maybe they might overlook this Texans team. Are we going – you want a reason for optimism for Mahomes? Oh, go, go ahead. Yeah. What? Well, I, I don't know. I know they were getting more reps than they were normally accustomed to, but – Goodness, can't you be excited and can't you be optimistic about what you saw from Amari Rogers and Chris mm. Moore? Yeah. I mean, and Chris Moore, we kind of knew coming in, he he makes plays when you call his number. You, you don't get his number called too much, but the guy comes up with pretty good catches. You know, he had a 100-yard game against the Patriots last year. Now, I'm not saying send him to Canton or anything like that, but he's clearly somebody that when he's on the field, he helps you out. And he does good right. things. And Amari Rogers, I mean, he played a lot last week. He got a lot of snaps last week. Didn't get targeted. Mm-hmm. But once they threw the ball his way, four catches, 50-some yards, the touchdown, he looked good. I mean, he's he's got a little something for you. And when Collins comes back, if Cooks comes back, I mean, that's, that's a nice little attack for you. 
Yeah, I like that. I loved seeing what Chris Moore did. I want him around here for a long time. Yeah. I think he's a great addition to the team. Johnny's been talking about the fact that he still plays all the special teams while he's doing that, catching 10 balls for Down a to punt plus. at the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, a huge play at the time. So I, I love all that. I think that the defense, certain elements of it, playing against Patrick Mahomes, obviously it's, it's incredibly difficult. Maybe the best quarterback in the league, but you're going to get whatever version of their best is out of this team. And they got up for this game against Dallas. They will be sky high for the Chiefs. I know I was talking about, man, they're all beat up after a game, a physical game against the Cowboys. They're going to bring it on Sunday. No one wants to look bad against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. This is a Super Bowl contender. I do think the Chiefs are well aware of their situation, that they need to keep pace. They need to somehow find a way to keep pace and perhaps get a bye if Buffalo should stumble. So there's a lot of drama there. They're all important now, four games to go. Hey, you're not a playoff team, but maybe you can make somebody else miserable. You almost did last week. Maybe they can this week. I love that about Chris Moore. But I mean, he talked about it to the media today. He's never had a game with 10 catches before. Usually he oh, yeah. gets his three or four. Five was his it. NFL career high before I that. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So maybe he's a, he's a weapon that's sort of been underutilized. And it's good to know that if your top two receivers go down, that a guy like him is a veteran. He can step up. Mm-hmm. And he can put up some yards. I, I'm going to go defense as another reason for optimism. The fact that the this defense is forcing the takeaways and Jalen Petrie. I think Hell he yeah, he's put he's it out star. on um, social media just like a highlight reel mm-hmm. of just his game against the Cowboys and his tackle on Ezekiel Elliott for that goal line stop. I mean, he was the guy that got under him first. Jalen Petrie opened up a tattoo parlor at AT&T Stadium in between the lines on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He was blasting, dude. So he was and he he caught the attention of the Dallas media. There there's mm. you know some folks saying this guy's a stud. They're retweeting their draft prep saying Jalen mm-hmm. Petrie is a stud and he showed it. I mean, it was it was really impressive to see him doing that and Boy, he's he's a bright spot for this future, no doubt. Can't wait to get some of the other guys back, no man. Doubt. You'd love to have Stingley back, especially mm-hmm. against teams like this where they have these good receivers and you want to see how he matches up. But, you know, health is more important, and I know the future is important as well, but I want to see it. And I, I just get up for these games. I think that we should make it Battle Red Day because the Chiefs are coming <laughs> in with their fans. They're all going to be wearing Everybody's red. Everybody's in red. Make it Battle Red make Day Part in. 2. Yeah, they'll blend in. Ha! There goes your road field advantage. <laughs> now you can't Whoa. tell who's cheering for exactly. who. It's too bad the Texans, since the Cowboys were white at home, it's too yeah. bad the Texans couldn't have gone Battle Red up Ooh, there. there. Well, that like they did awesome. in 2014. No. The fan, that's the oh, you fans, mean in uniform? The I'm saying the, fans, the, uni- yeah. the fit, like the oh, Texans show up in the helmets, yeah. the battle red jerseys. That would have been cool. Yeah. Well, you can watch the Texans and the Chiefs. You can go to HoustonTexans.com slash tickets, and uh, you can watch the Texans with just a few home games left. Also, the Tax Act, Texas Bowl. You can also get your tickets there on Ticketmaster. That's coming to NRG Stadium as well. That's going to do it for Texans All Access. Stay tuned. Up next, John Harris with Texans matchup. That's going to do it for us. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.